Support for Two Beards, Please provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded a lot better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we will be getting together monthly to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. Hello and welcome to this month's episode of Two Beards, Please. This month we are talking about crummy jobs. Episode 5. Episode 5. It's hard to believe we've done four of these already (laughs) and this is our fifth one. Somewhat successfully, I would even say. I would say very successfully. Based on what I'm seeing out there in the marketplace, we're nearly at 1,000 downloads. Uh, for all of ours combined. I didn't tell you that I downloaded it 997 (laughs) times. (laughs) It's a constant stream at my house. Yeah. (laughs) Over and over Over and and over over. over again. No, but yeah, I think we're getting lots of support. And actually leads me into what I want to talk about before we get into our segment here with the jobs is some feedback. Do I get to punch anybody in the throat this time? You do not get to punch anybody in the throat. Everything that we have is good quality feedback. That's great. People are being nice. I'm going to read some comments. This first comment is from Karina, who lives in Minnesota. 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 Unexpected trip for work today. I'm listening to your podcast. Couldn't agree more with a couple of those. I'm laughing out loud about the email one. And she's referring to our pet peeves. Mm, pet peeves. So all of these were tied to our pet peeves Got episode, it. episode four. If you haven't listened to episode four, go do, <laughs> go do it now. Go do it right now. We'll wait for you. Yep. And we're back. All right. So back that joke to, never gets old either. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, maybe not to us. All maybe right. we'll get some negative comments. <laughs> Going back to Karina's comments, she's laughing out loud about the email one. And don't forget about the whole reply to all. Nothing drives me more crazy than people who go thanks in reply to all. Uh, and then she starts talking about her kids and some of the issues that they have. And she mm-hmm. said, my kids have what they call phone phobia oh, when yeah. it comes to ordering food or making an appointment mm-hmm. at the doctor. And then she follows up with, well done. Can't wait to hear next month. Sweet. So, yeah. Thanks, Korean. We definitely appreciate you listening. And Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, got a couple more here. Next one is from Dan in Ohio. Dan in Ohio. You guys are getting more natural with your banter going back and forth. This episode had lots of <laughs> moments when I smiled and silently agreed with you. Empty jars, boxes in the cupboard, grr. 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 So, yeah, yeah, you should not silently agree. You should be very vocal in your agreement. And share that agreement with everyone. Well, with everyone and also with your family. If they're the sure. ones well, right. you know, causing the pet peeves. Right. That's true. You should let them know. They, <laughs> they won't change anything. I'm, at least in my experience, it won't change at all. But you should let them know. And then you should have them listen. Maybe, maybe you have them listen to our episode and then secretly they'll get the hint. Yeah. Yeah? No, maybe. Probably not. <laughs> Be direct. <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
The third and last comment that I have is from Amy in Indiana. Amy is a fellow podcaster, and she is one that I met in a group that I joined on Facebook, one of the many groups I've joined on Facebook to try and get some additional ideas. Stock people. Stock, no. yeah, stock people. <laughs> uh, get no. some ideas on what other things that we can do and how sure. to keep this fresh and yeah. you know technical direction and whatnot. So, so many dirty jokes. <laughs> None <laughs> of them appropriate. None of them. Amy and her (laughs) pod partner, Lacey, they run a podcast called Confessions of Retail, All the Tea. All the Tea. Yes, she gave us a shout out in their episode, one of their episodes, so I wanted to return the favor. They described us as being more family friendly than them. I would agree. Which, yes, you do not want to listen to Amy and Lacey's podcast with your children. Nine-year-old in the room. Yes, or if you're at work, use headphones. Yeah, right, headphones. Uh, In fact, if you're at home with people that are yeah a little sensitive <laughs> right. use headphones it's funny though it is funny, it's very they, funny. They, they've got some really interesting stories there are some great stories if none which, of you have worked retail yeah if you haven't worked retail some of the things that they have is, is pretty <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe some of them i couldn't either it was it's pretty amazing her comment was when you talk about people arguing their point on social media i felt that in my soul <laughs> i've really enjoyed listening to you guys y'all are funny and i told my husband that you guys sound like the mooses from brother bear so she sent me a, a link to a youtube clip of right. these these mooses, mooses and i'll have to show you this later they're canadian so they speak with a canadian accent so right. they're using just like us a, yeah just like <laughs> us yeah so however i think what she's referring to is the banter Sure. Between the mooses. Because right. when I watch the clip, that's really kind of what I've got out of it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's what she, she meant probably, by it. She probably saw us on YouTube and is referring to our demeanor and possibly our svelte good looks. Yeah. As also moose-like. <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> no? No? Maybe a little bit bigger Brother than the bear, moose. Bear-like? Yeah, maybe? bear-like. Yeah, right, whatever. Whatever. Anyway. I'll take, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. <laughs> Amy and Lacey, thank you for the shout-out yeah, again. Thanks. And Confessions of Retail, all the tea. Yeah, check them out. They are, as well, they are very funny and some incredible stories. That leads us into our topic for this month uh-huh. of crummy jobs. Crummy job. Anybody that has worked retail can understand that <laughs> there are definitely some areas of that job that are crummy. Yeah, yeah. I've got a list of several here. I think what I'd like to do is kind of go back and forth. Yeah, for sure. I and, have um, also have a list of. I don't. I couldn't list all the crummy jobs I've had. Well, I don't think anybody can do that. I don't. But um, I listed some. I have some stories that I think are worth telling. So I took this a couple different ways. So I've got a few jobs that are legitimately crummy. Okay. A couple of the jobs where the work I was doing wasn't fun, but Mm -hmm. the people I worked with were. So it wasn't necessarily that the job was crummy. It's just the work, the actual tasks I was doing wasn't a great time. Sure. But we had a lot of fun. So I've got a couple stories about how we made that workplace even more fun. For me, most of my stories revolve around the people, right? And so the people you work with, a good source of humor and a good source sometimes of a little crumminess. But I think really for (laughs) me, it wasn't, I mean, I've had jobs where like the actual work is not fun. But again, same as you, for me, it was the people that made me so I could get up every morning and go back. Right. So what do you got? You want to to start with? My first job resulted in me getting fired. Your first, you got fired from your very first because job? of a guy that I wanted to punch in the throat. Well, well I mean, you know, so, okay, all right. Let's set the scene let's here. Let's say it was his fault. I was <laughs> this. This is a farm job, and I think oh, I must yeah. have been in like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. So I was maybe thirteen or fourteen, sure. and I was working on a Christmas tree farm. 
Oh, a Christmas tree farm. A Christmas tree farm. Christmas trees are farmed, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> on large parcels of land. Right, because they're trees. A lot of them up in central Wisconsin. <laughs> sure. Central Wisconsin yep. is a hub for a lot of Christmas tree right. farms. Christmas tree central. And they plant these trees all in a row, right. and the rows go on forever. Yeah. The Christmas trees don't come shaped like you get them at Christmas <laughs> no, time. No, they don't. Every summer, somebody has to go out there and shape uh, them. Yeah. And there's not, at the time I had this job, and again, granted, this was 30-some years ago. 300 million years ago yes, in the Dark Ages. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was not an automated way of doing this. I'm. They may have changed since then. Sure. but So what this ended up being was a bunch of kids being hired to go out in the field with machetes. <laughs> And walk up and down the lines can, of trees. It's not going to end well. It, it, was, it was horrible. It was hot. It was buggy. <laughs> Again, this was in the summertime. Sure. In Wisconsin, so it was right. humid. Right. And you couldn't wear shorts. I mean, some people did, but right. yeah, you you're out there right. in, in a field and these trees are planted. And it's not like a normal, when you think of a field, those of you who are familiar with agriculture, right. where you, you plant the crops and you disc it and you cultivate yeah. it and you no. take care of the weeds. These are trees planted in essentially what ended up being brushy, you know, right. Right. crappy areas. Right. That's not to say we didn't have some fun. Well, you had machetes. Yeah, I mean, we had machetes. Eighth grade, so th- machete field full of trees so <laughs> so so the work was you'd snip off the top and uh-huh. then you'd take the machete and those of you who aren't watching on youtube i'm making a gesture with my arm raising above my head down at an angle, angle. so you had to you had christmas to cut the trees into light. the christmas yes. tree shape using this machete you had to knock off all of the buds right, right so otherwise it would grow in a sure. weird shape and <laughs> so we would find stuff in the trees occasionally there'd be like the squirrel scene from <laughs> Christmas oh, no. Vacation exists go. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'd find stuff in the trees, bird nests, mm-hmm. squirrels, occasionally snakes. Oh, sure. And we would throw them, you know, the things that we'd find. It was not uncommon. Again, this was a different time. I would not recommend doing this now. Or <laughs> snakes would come flying over a row of trees at and land at yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that we did were pine cone wars. So sure. we'd grab pine cones off the tree and notch them onto the end of the machete. <laughs> and then you'd use the machete Leverage. to whip the yeah. pine cone yeah. as a essentially a grenade Projectile. at yeah. other people. Yeah. Which, again, pre-paintball. Feels great, no, right? It was yeah. awesome. This <laughs> hurt so bad. So on to my story about getting fired. So there was this one supervisor that was probably in high school. And I won't say his name. He was always riding my tail for whatever reason. And I mean, it couldn't be because you were whipping pine cones at people and throwing snakes over well, the trees. I wasn't always doing uh, that. Just, that was usually, right. okay. that was everybody. Right. I don't know if it was because I was the youngest kid on the crew or mm-hmm. he was just on some sort of a power trip or whatnot. But I was complaining one day to another supervisor that, oh, this guy is really always just... <laughs> You know, on my case, right. and he said, "Oh, you just tell him to f off." Well, the supervisor told you to tell tell him. the other oh. supervisor. Yeah, I can see exactly where this is going. <laughs> so I'm this 13 year old kid, and I'm right. I'm not exactly never said a swear know, word before. Well, you? no, at that point I had said a few, <laughs> but never to somebody right. in a position of right. authority. Right. We're out there. I'm out there one day, and he comes, and he's again riding on my case, and I didn't tell him to f off. I told him to screw off. Wow. I said PG'd it. Right. I PG'd it up. Right. Yeah. Yep. Day ends, and I uh, get a call in 
So sure. my mom gets a call from the owner of the company oh, to say, hey, yeah. can you bring Nate in for a conversation? Yeah, that's never good. He told me exactly what happened, and I, I told him, yeah, I said <laughs> You, you, this guy said, said that you said this to him. I said, well, that's not exactly what I said, but yeah. Pretty close. And he's like, uh, why'd you do that? I said, well, this other guy told me to. Granted, I wasn't all that dismayed at being fired from this <laughs> right, job. from the Christmas tree job? Because right. I, I hated it. It <laughs> right. was awful. Right. It was probably the worst job I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. To start out with the worst job. That's yes. pretty great. Well, it, it was one of those where I could only go uphill from there. That's true. So. That's, I mean, Christmas tree farmer to successful podcaster. It's, yes. It's yeah. a long road. It is it's a long, long road. road. A um, long road we've hoed. Yeah. So, uh, no pun in, well, probably intended. Yes. Um, so, my one of my first jobs was also on a farm. When I was in high school, I worked for like a seed corn company. Most people know, you know, summer job, you work detasseling, right? So yeah. you walk through the fields and you crack the tassels off so that there's no cross-pollination. But we were in charge of actually pollinating certain corn. So we were cross- so you were a bee. Did you wear a bee outfit like that girl no, in the no, no, no. Blind Melon video? No, oh, that would no, have been but it spectacular. Been good. So we were, essentially, though, we were corn pimps, yeah. right? So we were pimping out the... The short rows to the long rows and the fast growers to the short growers. Sure. Yeah, we were pimps for corn. Started out of my friend Ben, who I think I've talked about on the podcast, but Ben and I started out there when we were in high school. We'd work every summer. We'd work out there. Eventually, my brother got a job out there, too. So So the the three of you were inseminating corn. Three of us were inseminating corn with itself, which is even weirder. There was always a group of kids. I mean, they were like a year younger than us, but we called them kids because right. we were always like, you know, crew leaders or whatever. Yeah, sure. And they would always make like every day they would make a corn cob pipes, like fresh corn cob pipes. And then they would smoke the corn silk, <laughs> which it's kind of weird. It never got them high, but it did get them sick. So I'm pretty sure it was a ploy for them to go home all the time. Which just made that made your job more difficult. Made, yeah, because we had, had to do more work. Double duty, right? yeah. Right, and we had this one supervisor. So, like the second in command of the company, his name was I think his name was Carl, and it of course would, it was. Yeah, hey Carl, it would drive him crazy. So every morning we'd <laughs> gather and we divvy up the jobs and who's going to the short rows and who's going to the thing. And, sure. And every day he'd be like, "Now listen." If anybody smokes corn silk today, it's over. And, of course, this group, I mean. Nobody would listen. Right. Nobody listened to him. <laughs> and, you know, it'd be like we'd be all okay, at lunch. Carl. We'd be at lunch around the blazing sun. Again, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It's 130 degrees. No shade because we're in a cornfield. Right. Right. And, you know, we'd be all be eating lunch. And then you'd, just, you'd see these kids as smoke wisping off of them. And Carl would come running. It was pretty epic. In addition to corn, they also did, like, soybean. They cross-pollinated soybeans. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody cross-pollinate soybeans. No. But the plants are short, right, a soybean right. field. So we would be walking miles and miles and miles and miles through corn, and the soybean pollinators had to sit crisscross applesauce on a carpet square all day with tweezers, pulling the pollen stamens off of flowers and rubbing them on that the other. That would have been horrible, too. So. I, uh, I, I, think I never I, had to do that. I but. almost would have preferred that than the corn. Those of you who never have walked through a cornfield, yeah. you can get cut up. Yeah, yeah. Those leaves 
can be sharp if you're running yep. walking through a cornfield i'm assuming that you Absolutely. wore long sleeves long and sleeves, long pants, long pants. yeah yep. you, I, the first like my first experience in the corn of course shorts and a t-shirt i came home the first day with just cuts all over my arms and legs and yeah. I'm like this is a whole new ball game <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and the other thing that was crazy and you don't experience it when you're like in the day you are covered in pollen you come home and you take a shower and the entire base of the bathtub is yellow yeah yellow just from pollen it's yeah. insane how much pollen you bring home with you you know again like you would throw snakes at people we would throw short corn cobs at sure. each other because when you cross pollinate you don't want a whole stalk of corn you just want like one or two right right so they have a better chance the owner of the company was big jim when he saw corn cobs go flying over, he would always come out and he always smoked a cigar so you could smell them from like four or five rows away. So then he'd stop throwing yeah, corn cobs. He'd stop cobs throwing at and then you'd point. walk and just, you know, you just kind of walk through the corn and get out of the way. And so he's he constantly running, walking through the field, smoking a cigar, going, Who's throwing corn? Hey. Well, that's when you blame the kids that are right. smoking yeah, the like, silk. Yeah, it's like those dudes are smoking silk, Jim. It's not us. Come on, go get them. <laughs> Big Jim. So what do you got next? What else you got? My next job was brings me to high school. So mm-hmm. in high school, I got a job at a supper club. I'm actually going to name the supper club because it, it is right. a spectacular place. I love supper clubs. And it's a family-owned operation that was my stepmom's family on her side. When I was in high school, I got a job there. I was working for them, for the, the parents. And then I think it was my junior year, my dad and stepmom and then the three other kids of the family bought the business from the parents okay so i essentially worked for my dad for two years mm-hmm. uh, underneath him again supper club yep i worked in the kitchen of course you did. <laughs> it was hot yeah you started so, out doing dishes again probably washing dishes. Well, that's that's pretty much all i did for three washing, yeah. three years <laughs> oh, D- no. did dishes yes oh no so this was the one where the work i was doing wasn't a lot of fun mm-hmm. but we had a lot of fun we had a sure. lot of fun with the the waitresses and the bartenders and it was it was a uh, the best time of night was the times we'd make glasses trips to take glassware out sure. to the bar, which was air conditioned. So yeah, we'd always get out of the kitchen, make for an excuse minutes, yeah. to, well, you know, here, I can, I can put yeah. these away for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or can I get a soda to take yeah. back to the kitchen with me? <laughs> but yeah, we had a, we had a lot of fun there and this was where my role as a prankster really kind of found oh, its this legs. Is right. This is so this is the beginning. So there was a couple waitresses that used to banter back and forth. They would tease me. I would tease them. One lady who's still working there, I used to untie her apron every time she'd walk by, and sure. she'd get so angry. <laughs> she would be so mad at me. Uh, but it became our joke. So sure. now every time we go back there, I go back there a couple times a year now, yeah. a few times a year. And if I see her as she's I'll working there, I'd, yeah, I'd nice. still do it. Nice. Yeah. One of the cooks, I think he was doing the grill at one point. All right. But this was a guy, I don't remember his name, but he was kind of an arrogant jerk. Oh, well, okay. He wasn't part of the family, so he was this hired gun that had come in and was working. Sure in the kitchen and he was arrogant he was kind of thought it was his kitchen did he wear like a he wear like a poofy chef no he didn't wear the poofy chef's hat but i don't remember what i did to make him angry or something i think we were talking about you throw snake at him no no snakes in the kitchen (laughs) we were talking about pulling a prank on him and i heard from a friend of mine who also worked there that this guy told him that if i ever did anything like that he'd 
smash my windshield on my car. Oh, so I told my completely regulated response. Right. right, Yeah. So you got a high school kid (laughs) being threatened by an adult. So this guy was in his at least in his thirties at that point. So probably threatened to punch you in the throat. Well, something I would never do. Yeah. So (laughs) this escalated things even more because at that point, then he became a target. Well, sure. So so I told my threat. I said, "You tell him that if my car is so much as touched." He's going to walk out of here one night and find his car in pieces in the lake. I will bring a torch and I will cut his car into pieces and toss them into the lake. Right. So that stopped that 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 stopped a little bit. But one thing that we did to him, it was me, a friend of mine whose name was Mark, and uh, everybody's got a friend. Anne Marie. Marie. Anne Marie. Anne Marie. All right. We worked there together. So Mark did the pizza oven. Okay. I did dishes. Yeah. Anne Marie made salads and did prep stuff. Okay. After work, we'd hang out a lot. So it sure. was, we were all high school age. Right. We didn't go to school together. They went to a different high school in sure. the area. But we were friends. We hung out. Anne Marie had a pool at her house. Oh, yeah. So it was like, yeah. yeah, do you guys want to come over and go swimming after yeah. work? Yeah. Yeah, after sweating our right. you know giblets off right. in the kitchen, absolutely we want to do that. So we'd go over there and hang out in the pool and try to catch bats in the pool skimmer and <laughs> just crazy <laughs> stuff. In fact, her her mom posted on Facebook a little while ago that she has she has fond memories of us coming over and spending yeah. time and right. you know hanging out and uh-huh. eating their food and yep. swimming in the pool. But anyway, we were there at their house and we saw this cook guy had parked at one of the bars just down the road oh, and we nice. saw him walk in. And we're like. How are we going to mess with him? Perfect opportunity. How are we going to mess with him? So we figured he's going to be in there for an hour or so, whatever. So we we took tinfoil and scotch tape from Anne Marie's house, Mm -hmm. went down surreptitiously, Mm -hmm. and taped aluminum foil over his headlights. Oh, that's pretty good. So... So then we go back to her yard and we're sitting on the front porch. Right. This was Just after waiting. all the threats had been made. Sure. So this was like, okay, right. dude. But he's on a different location. He's now. in a different right. location. He doesn't know who it is, right. doesn't know what we've done. Right. I, he probably assumed it was us somehow, well, but he, sure. we, we didn't. We never called attention to this. Right. So we're sitting in her front yard yep. watching for him to come out of come the bar. Out, yeah. So he comes out of the bar. Gets in his car, <laughs> starts it up. You can see him kind of sitting there and confused, you know, confused, drunk. Yep, probably. <laughs> probably yep, drunk, probably. Right. This is Wisconsin. Yep. Unfortunately, that happens right. a lot. Right. So he gets out of the car, goes around to the front, sees the tin foil. Oh, and then he's angry. He's swearing <laughs> up a storm, pulling the tin foil off. He throws it down right. in a big angry right. heap in the road, and he gets back in his car and he peels out and goes home. Right. So we're of course cackling. We're right. on the yard, right. just rolling. Because we got him. He yeah, was. Yeah. He, it took him probably a good three or four minutes sure. to figure out. I'm sure he was turning the lights, lights on, on, you know, on, trying yeah. the, the dimmer switch That's and whatnot. Awesome. But, yeah, that was that was a fun place. Fun place to work. Again, the, the, yeah, what I was people. doing wasn't great. Yeah. Again, the company is still in the family. It's one of my stepmom's yeah, brother. Awesome. I call him my step-uncle. He, step-uncle? Uh, sis, sister-in-law. No, he was long gone. <laughs> All right, good. Two Lakes Restaurant Two in Lakes. Almond, Wisconsin. I highly recommend it. Only one sort of restaurant type experience in my jobs, and it was kind of the same thing. I bartended at a place called the Prime Quarter. I remember that. Yeah, you, you. I visited, you visited you me there. while you were there. Yeah, plenty I of I remember time. that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think there's any more prime quarters in Milwaukee. I don't know. Um, I think there's still one in Janesville, I think. but You need to explain what it is. So prime quarter is a steakhouse, essentially. But the difference is, in the middle of the restaurant is a huge charcoal pit with a grate over it. You pick your meat out of a cooler, and then you grill your own steak. Yep. And then there's like Texas toast and a whole full salad bar, but you essentially grill. It's a do-it-yourself. Do-it-yourself steakhouse, right? <laughs> so we always love doing that. I'll let you get back to your start. We yeah. always love doing that until we realize that we're paying yeah, yeah. a premium. It's ingenious. To come and grill. Right. right. <laughs> to, and the wait to staff. To do our own right, work. The wait staff were, I mean, again, I was friends oh. with all the wait staff and they worked hard, but like they brought you drinks. They and ran like drinks mushrooms. and they cleared trays. Right. And yeah. cleared trays. Yep. The best part about working there was if you worked a four hour shift, you got a free steak. Sweet. So like, man, did you every, have to cook it yourself? Or no, because you, you could get one of the get the cooks. Get one of the, so they had like cooks on hand for like an extra ten for, bucks. They would grill they, your steak for yeah, you. Yeah, they were the pit masters. Pit they were the ones yeah. that kept the fires. Well, they running. always grilled for us because then I sure. was a bartender. We just give them free drinks. Absolutely. <laughs> so every time I worked, man, full steak dinner. <laughs> it was awesome. Again, my friend Ben, who worked at the cornfields with me, bartended as well. So yeah. he's like, he actually got me the job. I was going to say he was there first. Yep. Yeah, he was there first. We sort of, I don't want to say we ran the bar because there was someone that officially ran the bar. But there was we a pretty, bar manager. Yeah, but, but we pretty guys, much yeah. ran the bar. Uh, so much so that we both had our first kids. We both had them like month month apart. And we had baby at shower the at the bar. We had our baby shower at the bar. Um, so like our wives That's and like all our friends came. Yeah, dude, super that classy. That is classy. Yeah. And uh, all the well, regulars came. So to be fair, that bar area wasn't just a bar. I mean, there were tables. It was, yeah, it was an upscale. I mean, type it was of like a, a bar in a, yeah, and the yeah. restaurant was the major draw. Obviously, right, right, right. So, it was a small bar area yep. with some tables. Yeah, so it was pretty great. And so much like your first job, this is the only job I've ever been fired from officially. <laughs> There's another job that I'll get into later that I think i was fired from but i'm not sure i got fired from the prime quarter not a sponsor <laughs> and probably never probably out of business yeah, yeah. yeah so the restaurant closed like an hour before the bar did and then a lot of places do right that. so all the wait staff would get done count out come to the bar and have a drink the regulars would leave and then it would just be us and we'd just sit around for an hour or whatever and i'd have to shut the bar down sure and we'd always play dice so we'd play bar dice or ship captain screw or whatever Uh-oh. right you know you're putting dollar <laughs> bills in a pot and you're shaking the dice and everything the wait staff always had to change out money change out five from their tips tens, and, yeah from their tips you'd go to the register and you'd have to hit no sale to kick the drawer open get the dollar bills out so i go in one day the manager calls me back into the office and she's like we're letting you go and i'm like i what i know where this is <laughs> like going. i've only i've been there for like three years yeah. like, well, you're letting why i don't understand she said well we pulled up all, all of your and i always closed right so we pulled up your last seven receipt rolls or whatever and every night it ends with like 40 no sales and so they thought i was stealing from the till even though my drawers counted out right you know, there was just 40 no-sales. Excessive no-sales, Right, yeah. and I'm just like, well, you came to the bar yesterday and changed out $5 bills all night. They were having none of it. So they I wanted, got let go. Yeah, they wanted yeah. you gone for whatever reason. Right, well, I think they were just probably looking for something in, at that I came in, so point. Ben still worked there for like another month. 
I came in during his shift just to see him and have a drink on the other side of the bar. And like the, you know, the new guy was like the cousin of somebody or the, you know, nephew of somebody or whatever. Oh, right? so, so yeah. somebody else that was there, like an owner or right, a manager. Right, right. Oh, yeah. That's so, what happened. So I got, I got fired. Yeah. It was convenient. They wanted convenient. somebody else. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably what made that crummy. Yeah, it, but the like everybody that worked there, even the managers were great. The wait staff was awesome. Like, but the people were amazing. Right? Yeah, it was just super yep. fun. So, that's all I got, Nate. That's the end of my uh, crummy job story. Yeah, me too. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, we appreciate the comments and the the feedback that we're getting. Yeah, definitely. And we will read them on our show. So if you want to send them to us, you can reach us on our social media platforms. We're yep. on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, yep. Instagram. Instagram. I am way behind on editing YouTube video, but you know, watch our videos. Yep. You know, hit hit our like, hit subscribe, ring hit, the bell, ring the bell. Yay! So. <laughs> Go to our webpage, twobeardsplease.com. You can find all the links there for You everything. can email us directly from there yep. as well. Go right to our Gmail account. Yep. We really, really appreciate the listens. We really appreciate the comments. We appreciate any time you can go, especially on uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, and give us a good rating. Yeah, Leave iTunes. us a review, iTunes. It helps. It kind of keeps us going a little bit, but it also helps kind of get the word out. We uh, hope that we can make you laugh, lighten your day a little bit. Yep. That's, that's why we do this. Right. We, we went into this with the intent that we're going to do this as long as we're having fun doing yep. this, as long as we're making each other laugh. And, right. you know, again, if we make other people laugh, that's kind of what we both live for. So. We've been making each other laugh for a long, a long time. time, so I don't yep. see an end in sight. No. <laughs> no. So next month, we're going to do a Father's Day special for oh, June. Oh, yeah. Father's Day we've, special. We've got a treat. We've got a special guest that will be joining us. Who will be a new father yeah, first later time, this summer? Yeah. Father's Day special dropping in June. We're going to record next month. Keep an eye out for that. It, it should be a fun episode. Yeah, I think so. I think we can distill all of our grandfatherly knowledge <laughs> on the world. Hey, stop. Not grandfather. We better not be grandfathers. <laughs> I meant grand as in big. Grand. Got it. Right. Like we're big. Understood. Not, Thank well, you. Well, kind of like that. Well, right. yes. Anyway. So, uh, all words. of our wise words, wise of wisdom. words of wisdom. Yes. Very good. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you again, everybody. Have a great month, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening. Support for Two Beards, Please, provided by Cedarburg Associates at Thriven Financial. While others see money as a goal, Cedarburg Associates see it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Cedarburg Associates at 262-421-5467 or by emailing cedarburgassociates at thrivent.com.